The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from The Kingdom Voice. Coming up next on The Kingdom Voice. How are we able to do what it is we do with all of these inadequacies, all these idiosyncrasies, all of these uh, imperfections? We do it by grace. God gives me room to get myself together. God doesn't throw me away when I fail. He doesn't throw me away when I falter. He doesn't even throw me away when I knew I shouldn't have done it and did it. He doesn't throw me away because the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Before God called me, he knew everything I would ever do. I want you to know I'm not a mistake. I was on purpose, but I am a project. In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the Welcome to the Kingdom Voice broadcast with Dr. Dana Carson. Today's message is coming from the powerful series, Kingdom Power. In today's message, Dr. Carson talks about seeking the kingdom requires the church. Coming from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. The church in our contemporary society has been redefined, unfortunately, through watershed uh, theology and you know, when I talk about watershed theology, I'm talking about the Romanization of the gospel, the Europeanization of the gospel, the colonization of the gospel, the Westernization of the gospel, and the Americanization of the gospel, which is totally separated from the original Jewish uh, context of the kingdom and replaced by European understanding of the kingdom, which has produced a sociological church. Now, we must remember, though, regardless of what the church has become in our present day uh, setting or how people feel about the church today, you've got to understand the church belongs to Jesus. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Uh, Listen, Jesus said, upon this rock, I build my ecclesia, my church, my assembly. Now, I want you to understand something. Maybe it'll help. You know, some of y'all, some people would look at your offsprings, your children, and say, you got some bad butt kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they would say that, and they, and they would tell you, I would whoop it. I would this. I'd put it out. I'd do all kinds of things. And you know... And maybe that child warrants that kind of consequence, maybe. However, the reason the child isn't put out the house is not because it's seven. It's because <laughs> it's your child. 
it's yours. And so no matter what problems and challenges it has, when everybody else in life has given up on it, it's still your child. Even if you got to go and pick them up out the homeless community one day, it's your child. Even if you got to go get them out the drug house, the crack house, it's your child. Even though you got to go get them out of an ill-advised uh, relationship, it's still your, y'all don't want to talk to me. It is your child. The church belongs to Jesus, and whether you like it or not, it serves as an embassy of the kingdom and without the church people cannot serve the kingdom <clears throat> the church is an embassy of the kingdom it represents the kingdom in foreign parts so while God is in eternity in time the church is representing the eternal kingdom of God and hence the only way that we can serve in the kingdom is through the church. So if you're not serving in the church, you can't serve in the kingdom. Now, how you got to say that? Hang on, watch. If you don't serve in the church, if you don't, if you're not in the church, you cannot serve. If you do not serve in the church, you cannot be a part of the kingdom. That's how I said it. Now, the keys to the kingdom is under the jurisdiction of the church. Well, I don't like church. Well, there are a lot of people don't like you, but you still get to come to class. I'm saying just because you don't like the church, what that mean? Now, so the church has the keys. Now, you can't get into the kingdom without the key holder. Now, see, some of us are stupid and foolish in life. You don't know how to play the role of nice and kind and wise to people who owes keys to your destiny. Like, you don't understand you got to pay your mortgage before you go and quit and ain't got no job. You, you don't understand. You ain't got enough sense to just take it until you can get something, something better so you can pay your bill. Y'all don't like me. See, you don't understand. Without the church, you ain't getting into the kingdom. Well, I don't go to church. Well, that's bad. The church, beloved, is not just the mediator of the kingdom. I want you to get, she's not just the mediator of the kingdom, which means you can't get into the kingdom without her. Well, I'm in the kingdom, but I ain't in the church. What? That's a lot. That's a lot. I can't, because the church got the keys. Unless you done broke in the church and stole the keys. Now, <clears throat> now I'm saying, now, now, and now you the mediator. Now, so the church is not just a mediator of the kingdom. It is also the receptacle of the kingdom. Now, oh God, you got to help me. 
I only get so far. <laughs> Listen. So, the church is not just the mediator, the way you get into the kingdom, but it's the receptacle. Which means the church is where God holds kingdom citizens. It's like a holding tank. So what do you mean? <clears throat> the Bible says, Jesus told Nicodemus, except you be born again, you cannot see nor enter the kingdom. So, we know we're born again through embracing uh, the redemptive works of Christ upon the cross, dying to ourselves, and then becoming alive to him. So, we then live his life because we die to our life. So now, we call that being born again, being saved. And if you say, well, I ain't never, well, see, then you ain't saved. So now, here, in Acts 2.47, it says, And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So then, the only folk that are in the church are saved people. I'm talking about added to the church. Now, that doesn't mean everybody in church, I'm going to address that in a minute, is saved. But everybody that's saved is in the church. Now, I'm going to say that again. That doesn't mean everybody in the church are saved, but everybody that's saved is in the church. Now, so it's a receptacle. Well, why, why I got to be in the church? I, I want to be in the kingdom. Well... You are dichotomizing the kingdom and the church in the sense that you are making them have competing interests. When the church is an extension of the kingdom. So, here is the issue. So, the church is not just the mediator of the kingdom. It's the receptacle. It's the holding tank. It's the place where kingdom citizens exist in time until eternity. So, if you're not existing in the church, then you do not exist in the kingdom. Now, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. The Bible says that when we get saved... Ephesians 2 said that we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when your salvation takes place, you literally die and you're born again and you are then seated in heaven. So you get your citizenship at birth, at your new birth. And you are seated in Christ. Christ in me and me in Christ. So we're seated together in heavenly places. One of the things you'll realize in eternity when you get there is that you've been there. <laughs> now, <laughs> listen, let, let me help you here. So we've been seated together in Christ Jesus positionally in Christ so Christ in me and me in Christ so we have been baptized 
into Jesus and then Jesus has been placed into us. So that means then being saved is an experience. So you got to have an experience. But now, so if I can help you to envision what salvation looks like, you die to yourself. And once you die to yourself, you're supposed to be officially dead to this world. So now you are then born again. You can't have two lives. So you're then born again, and once you're born again, though, that means then you're given birth from another kingdom. So once you die, then your life is placed in Christ Jesus. And what he does then is he sends you back now to serve. And where does he send you? He sends you to the church. He doesn't send you to the marketplace. He doesn't send you to the educational systems. He doesn't send you to industry. He sends you to the church. You cannot bypass the church and work in industry for the Lord. Okay. This is radical. Now, so then, so... Dr. Carson, why is it so important that I understand the distinction between the church and the kingdom and also the camaraderie and the partnership of the church and the kingdom? Why is it so important that I be in the church and the church is a receptacle? Okay, let me tell you. Here's the next point, moving this on some. So, You got saved and immediately went to heaven. It's an experience. Somebody said, man, that show happened fast. It's just like Paul said, when we shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. See, so you got saved, immediately you went to heaven, and then God immediately put you in the church. So you're in the church or you're not in the church. What difference does it make? Okay, here's what the difference is, the difference. So Jesus said in John 14, I go away to prepare a place for you. And where I am, you shall be also. And in my Father's house are many rooms. Okay, now, I don't have time to talk about the Jewish betrothal. But now, he's coming back for his bride. Because it's a part of the Jewish betrothal. He is preparing a place for his bride. We'd get a lot if we understood Jewish context. Stop going to get a woman and ain't got nowhere to put her in. Listen, you're supposed to have a house, not a bed. So, so now, so now, You, I see them looks. I see them looks. Now, so, if you stop thinking about the bed so much, you will be able to buy a house. Oh, you'll catch that. You'll catch that a little later. 
life. You stop thinking about your trying to always get your groove on and then work on your life. You'll have some money to buy you a house. You didn't have 15 women, 30 girlfriends, and still in an apartment. Now, so now, let me help you. See, see, here, 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 listen to what Jesus said. I'm going to prepare a place for you. He's a responsible bride, a groom, bride's groom. So, he comes back at a time when his bride doesn't know. Okay. So, he comes back at a time she doesn't know. But she's been given covenant pieces that she has to demonstrate that she's going to be a responsible bride. Now, watch this. Jesus, as the husband, as the bridegroom, he demonstrates his responsibility by going and covenants with the bride's father and pays a dowry. So what did he pay? He paid his life. Now, so, but then he has to have a place to bring his bride. Now, he goes and gets the place ready and when it's all ready, he then comes back for his bride. Now, she normally, three covenant pieces, and I'm going to be long here, but three covenant pieces that bride would have to have. She'd have to have a headpiece that served as a covering. She would have to have a coin that she wore around her neck that demonstrated responsibility. And she would have to have a lamp with the light burning. Now, some of you that read Bible, you just heard three Bible things. Now, so when he comes back for the when he comes back for the bride, she has to have a covering, she has to have a coin, and she has to have a commission. Now, the covering speaks of being under the authority of a covering until she leaves that covering and comes to the covering of her groom. So you ain't supposed to be uncovered. Now, then the second thing, value, the coin, represents currency. She should be handling her money right. Tides, offering. Now, and then her lamp should have oil, sufficient oil, to keep the lamp burning. Holy Ghost, fire, and light. So she should be engaged in witnessing evangelism. Now, those three things are associated with the church. And so Jesus says in Ephesians, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5 that Jesus says he's coming back for 
his church without a spot or wrinkle. So, if Jesus is coming back for the church and you're not a part of the church, then by default, you know Jesus is not coming back for you. Hence, if you're not in the church, you're not in God. Well, I don't believe that based on. I don't believe it's like, show me. See, that's the problem. You're subjective. And you come up with all these thoughts and tell yourself that's the way it is. But that's not the way it is. So then, the church does not replace the kingdom, nor does the kingdom replace the church. The church is subordinate to the kingdom and exists to serve the kingdom. The usefulness of the church has been debated by many contemporary thinkers and opponents of the church. They just feel like the church is unnecessary. However, many scholars have concluded the need for the church as it relates to the kingdom. When the church is gone, it creates a whole nother dispensation of thinking. See, people have a very difficult time validating the purpose of the church because of the frailty of its participants. People try to evaluate the purpose of the church based on where you are, where I am, where we are in sanctification. But they don't understand that the church is a grace institution. I want you to hear me. They don't understand that the church is a grace institution built upon the pillar of forgiveness. They don't understand that the church was birthed through the cross, not the kingdom. And the cross said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. God commanded his love towards us in this while we were yet sinners. Christ died on the cross for us how are we able to do what it is we do with all of these inadequacies all these idiosyncrasies all of these uh, imperfections we do it by grace God gives me room to get myself together. God doesn't throw me away when I fail. He doesn't throw me away when I falter. He doesn't even throw me away when I knew I shouldn't have done it and did it. He doesn't throw me away because the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Before God called me, he knew everything I would ever do. I want you to know I'm not a mistake. I was on purpose, but I am a project. Yeah. 
nature to be God. There's only one God. And he came in the purpose, in the person of Jesus Christ. This is an institution of grace built upon the pillar of forgiveness. And when we get saved, we don't become perfect. And we don't become perfect after one mistake. Sometimes what's befuddling is how God puts up with sometimes that which I can't even put up. Sometimes God has to tell me in the midst of my struggle, keep struggling. Listen, sometimes he has to tell me when I feel like giving up because I can't get it right, don't give up. He keeps on putting, that, y'all say that is that Bible. Paul says that. He says, I asked the Lord to deliver me from this thing. It didn't deliver. And God just told me, my grace is sufficient. Oh, but God, I feel so weak. But when you're weak, yet are you strong in the Lord? See, the church is not an institution of perfect people. What are you saying, Dr. Carson? I'm saying to you, you probably have a right to not be able to stand who you can't stand. But you're not standable yourself. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash TV. For more kingdom teachings and transformational messages, subscribe to our YouTube page at Dr. Dana Carson. The Kingdom Theological Seminary offers a quality yet affordable theological education for those seeking to increase their kingdom biblical knowledge. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the only seminary of its kind that provides biblical training with a kingdom of God emphasis based on the original context of Jesus, void of the effects of the Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, westernization, and Americanization of the gospel. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is what we consider a disruptive seminary that takes a holistic approach to theological training. KTS is designed to prepare students for actual hands-on instruction that is customized to each learner's need. Oftentimes, when students complete the traditional model of seminary, they are unable to use 85% of the things that they learned in actual ministry. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is designed to prepare the learner for 21st century ministry that is based on your interests and ministry areas of focus. KTS allows you to customize your education to fit your individual ministry needs. You can choose the certification modules or individual classes that can be applied toward your degree. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is truly disruptive. We don't force a set of unusable courses on you and waste your time and money. Instead, each student is able to put together their own cluster of certifications that best fit their ministry needs. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the seminary of the future and will rapidly secure a space in this 21st century ministry culture. It is designed to meet the needs of a plethora of new non-denominational church fellowships that desire their clergy to be trained in the most effective, efficient, and relevant manner possible, utilizing modern technology and cutting-edge methodologies. 
For more information about the Kingdom Theological Seminary or to enroll in the KTS waiting list for the fall semester, visit us at ktseminary.com. We are training 21st century Kingdom leaders like you at the Kingdom Theological Seminary. Thank you for watching The Kingdom Voice. We thank you for investing your time and attention into the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. For more information about the kingdom voice and additional kingdom resources from Dr. Carson, visit our website at drdanacarson.org.